Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the 81 All Out podcast. This is Siddhartha Vaidyanathan at Sidvi on Twitter. And uh, I'm joined today by the regular crew, uh, Mahesh, who is at Cornered on Twitter, Ashoka, who is at AB Van, and Kartikeya, who is at Cricketing View. So uh, just to uh, mention, I mean, this was uh, actually supposed to be a special episode. I mean, I would like to use the cliche and say every episode is special. But uh, yeah, this is actually uh, a really happy moment for us. This is episode number 150 for uh, the 81 All Out podcast. But I think in typical cricket style, we decided that if we can't do a special episode for 150, we will keep it for 153. So maybe you'll get a special episode when we reach episode number 153, uh, the special number for many cricket fans. But, or 155. Um, or exactly. Or I just knew it. I always knew it, Siddhi. Come on, the, the deeper truth is coming out. You always claimed yourself to be a Sachin fan. But you are that uh, Closet Lara fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course, of course. Especially especially because between uh, 136 and 153, you know, those, those few months are so important in 99. Anyway, so uh, yeah, first of all, thank you for all our listeners to uh, who have uh, been with us through this journey and for those who are new welcome uh, hopefully you uh, really enjoy what you hear and uh, also can support what we do with our uh, publication of our books we have brought out um, we have republished two cricket books uh, classic cricket books war minus shooting and cricket beyond the bazaar and uh, we are going to bring out one another one soon and uh, hopefully many more in the future so thank you. Also, I thought I'll take this chance for of episode 150 to thank, uh, you know, read off a few names of our um, uh, regular subscribers on um, coffee. That's ko-fi.com. They've been supporting us for quite a while now. So, you know, a big uh, thanks to uh, Madhu, Sugosh, Prashant, Prasanjit, Karwads, Sushruta, Arun Simurti, Vishnu Jerome, Vijay, Natrajan, you know, these are, of course, just a few sample names that I'm reading out, but uh, all of you have been uh, really generous, uh, putting in some money every month. You sort of uh, have a rolling subscription going. So thank you. And um, uh, anyone else who wants to support, uh, we would be really grateful. And you can also put in a one-time amount if you want. So, yeah. Uh, having given all this long intro and thank you and uh, thank you speech and vote of thanks and everything, let me begin the podcast. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, Australia's upcoming uh, series against uh, India in India, and uh, you know, going to quite an exciting series. Uh, it's been a while since we had uh, such a buzz around a test series, and it's always nice to have to watch India against Australia uh, play. The last three series have been terrific. Uh, India winning all three, but uh, you know it's been close. It's not been something that's uh, it's not been as if it's been a walkover. And it's also probably I don't think uh, India have ever won three consecutive series against Australia. I mean that itself is uh, an achievement, given that two of those series were in Australia. So uh, yeah, uh, initial thoughts. Uh, maybe uh, yeah, Mahesh. Uh, maybe you can start uh, thoughts on the series and. Um, how many tests do you plan to be in? 
and why are you not going for all four tests etc <laughs> i mean industrial is always exciting it it is probably the the test rivalry that has pretty much defined uh, my cricket watching experience uh, as i have always i mean I think everybody who's listened to this podcast knows that 2001 um, Chennai test was my first test at the ground and I can never grow tired of talking about it. And we also recently did the 2004 uh, uh, series uh, retrospect episode, last episode. Uh, I didn't watch uh, the last series in in India, in the, the Bangalore test. Ashoka and uh, me both watched uh, that test, which was a phenomenal test and a phenomenal series. In fact, uh, uh, I was very glad I was watching Ashwin's uh, YouTube channel and I was very glad that uh, that he was comparing that series with the the recent Bodhagavaska Trophy Down Under, the last one, which was an epic series uh, in its own right. Uh, but but he was, uh, and j- just like Pujara has mentioned it before, he was also saying that that series was no lesser than uh, than the the current, uh, the last uh, Bodhagavaska Trophy in, uh, in Australia. In fact, he was arguing perhaps it's better. And, and it is true. So I was uh, I was delighted to sort of uh, be at the the Bangalore test at least, if not uh, the Dharamshala one. Uh, following that, uh, because I didn't go there last time, I plan to go uh, to the Dharamshala test uh, this time. It is a ground that I've always wanted to go. I used to live in Bombay for three years. At that time, they were playing Ranji Trophy there. So uh, you know, like between uh, Ashoka and a bunch of friends, uh, we always told ourselves we will go there for the first test match uh, that they play. Unfortunately, we could never make it. So finally, we are making uh, making good on that uh, wish. Uh, hopefully, it's a cracking test. So you and Ashoka, I think you all you guys uh, watched a number of tests in 2011, right? When India basically lost everything that they played. Uh, no, Ashoka was Ashoka was not part of that group. Uh, although Ashoka has the dubious distinction of uh, watching the last test series that India lost at home, which was the Bombay Test where Kevin Peterson and Alistair Cook uh, scored uh, those majestic hundreds. But 2011 was a, was a bit of a disaster. I was there for the Melbourne and Sydney test. So, okay, let's put it this way. I have seen the peak of this rivalry. I haven't, I've seen the trough of this rivalry. Uh, and uh, and I hope uh, we don't see the trough again. What is the what is the trough of this rivalry? Which is 2011, for love, right? I mean, which is oh, a that boring one. sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ashoka? Yeah. So, as uh, Mahesh was saying, I had the... Uh, we were watching the, we had watched the Bangalore test last time Australia came here. And uh, the only thing I remember, I don't, I'm not very good at uh, names, place, things, animals. That's why I don't, I make myself, you know, unavailable for all nostalgia pods because I, I don't remember the exact statistics and whatnot. But uh, the thing I remember from that uh, day is that it was a very, very tense day. Like, uh, Australia scored like 180, less than 200 runs, I think, on that day. Ishan Sharma and Umesh were like amazing on that day. And uh, usually in stadiums, right, there is like a a slow rhythm build up to the day's play. But that day, it was like you couldn't move an inch. You had to watch every ball that was being bowled. It was so intense. Like I felt very drained after watching that day's play. And I was just watching. So... Hopefully, I think, yeah, this time me and uh, Mahesh are planning to hit Dharmashala and uh, and uh, going by our track records, it's now 50-50. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I want India to do well, but, uh, you know, Cummins, as as KD will come in and for the next 45 minutes, you're going to hear about Cummins and Stark and Hazelwood and whatnot. 
I hope uh, they have one bad test man. The one test that I am going to. It's already too costly, dude. <laughs> Why, Ashoka? You can if if India lose the series in Dharamshala, you can have the distinction of Indi- being there when India lost in against England and against Australia. <laughs> I will immediately go to if in, if India lose the test match and the series in Dharamshala, I am not returning back to Chennai. I am going to meet the Dalai Lama, and I am going to renounce my life. That's it. Well, it is going to be a life of you know sainthood and monkhood from then on. Well, you you are obviously going to keep this, okay? Don't edit it out when you are uh, editing and all. I'm going to other. If you edit it out, I'm going to put this back in so that we can hold you into account for this. <laughs> the nation okay. wants to know. Nation wants to know. Uh, no, one one thing before I bring KD in. I mean, we started talking about uh, 2017, and I wanted to talk about the series. But before that, just a bit of historical context, right? I mean, I uh, need to bring this in because a lot all. I mean, we are part of a generation that uh, has basically lived through India Australia being a great rivalry. You know, 90, 96 is when the Border Gavaskar Trophy started, but even before that. you know even the series uh, that we might have seen in uh, 91 92 or uh, you know the one many of the one day series that we saw and everything i mean it was it we we were basically we entered the stage of cricket watching where india australia was taking off but there was a long period before that when you know uh, a lot of indians were extremely you know disappointed/upset with the way they were treated uh, by australia i mean first of all australia never used to call india uh, there uh, for you know long stretches of time uh, india didn't go and play in australia india went to england quite often in the 50- 60s and 70s and you know 80s it was almost like a regular trip to england but australia wasn't like that there were long long stretches when india didn't go to australia some of uh, many of the very good indian players didn't play often in australia and i want to just read out one a uh, small passage i mean this is uh, we i told you that we republished uh, mike coward's uh, cricket beyond the bazaar and this is about uh, you know australia uh, australia's visits to the subcontinent in the 80s and uh, mike coward was one of the very very few journalists who came on um, all of those tours and who documented it who took india who took indian cricket seriously because most of the australian journalists didn't even take india seriously they would go for the ashes they would go for um, other series Uh, but they would not come to india and as for the players i mean dennis really black chapel they didn't play in um, india so i just want to read out uh, sunil gavaskar's foreword for that book uh, which in the first edition that he had written um, and i want to read out that bit where he says i quote it is not often that non asians have deigned to write books on cricket in the subcontinent and what has been written by non asians has often been marred by preconceived notions and closed minds the subcontinent is too often seen as a place to be avoided and only but not only by the top cricketers but also by the top writers who send their minions to cover these tours while they themselves gear up only for the so called glamorous tours uh, close quote so yeah i mean uh, this is gavaskar writing about uh, india australia and he goes on to write uh, about how uh, australian cricket has generally shown a sense of apathy so yeah i mean it's we've come quite a while you know in 30 years it's been quite a journey and it's not always that india australia was this kind of rivalry anyway i thought i'll bring in that bit of perspective can i just yeah. say that things have not changed it's just that what he calls glamorous tours like india has entered into that bracket pure, purely because of our financial might 
rest Correct. of the subcontinent i think is still facing the same thing from australia right like i don't think bangladesh will uh, has australia gone there i think the recent odi series before the or the t20 series they went they and lost there. a test there also man Mm. Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, Ashoka, Ashoka, with all due respect to your point, uh, in in other walks of life uh, outside of cricket, it is not easy to buy racism with money. At least in cricket, we are able to do that. So, so that's still progress. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a great way to put it. Yeah, I mean, but I agree with uh, you, Ashoka. I mean, Sri Lanka, uh, Bangladesh, they could have very similar complaints against uh, Australia. at various points of time including now and and uh, yeah i mean why why sri lanka and this even uh, south africa right i mean uh, australia didn't go to south africa for a, a series i mean the citing pretty flimsy reasons i think i mean that they would have never backed out of a tour to india uh, even if it was like a three match odi series uh, with any excuse so yeah i mean there is definitely that anyway kd <clears throat> overall thoughts um If you want to talk about 2017, if you want to talk about anything else, uh, big picture. No, uh, I mean just to point, make a point about what you what you guys have been talking about. It's just that Gavaska is writing pre-liberalisation. You know, that time the world was much bigger. You know, travel was much more infrequent. You know, Australia was the the very far away. Now, you know, India is a, a huge economy. you know indians are traveling way more overseas than they used to in the 80s uh overseas professionals businessmen coming to india far more often than they used to in the in the in the 80s plus the, there's the internet now so the world has become that much smaller and more you know less distant in all sorts of ways and of course i mean ashoka's point is a good one about money i mean the India is now the center of the cricket world. Nobody can be a serious cricket team and not come to India, uh, except for Pakistan. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's a. I mean, it's a different universe in the 2010s and 2020s compared to the 1980s and 1970s. You know, it, it, ironically, the one time India did go to Australia in the 70s was. when australian cricket was in trouble because of packer that time india went and played a full tour and uh the australians said very very kind things about them but the next time in 2081 uh, 8081 or 8182 is it i forget which one it was yeah 8081 those 8081 india still played only what three tests no they didn't three play tests, a full yeah. series they played new zealand and uh, india right they both yeah, of them they, visited that summer yeah they shared and they squared the series which uh, was unlikely but still they squared the series you know and you know that could have been a five but that wasn't but you know and, and then in the 80s australia went through a little bit of a lull you know after dennis lilly and the chappers and marsh and all of them retired uh, and india did well there but this century has been a totally different story here no. yeah first of all i mean i don't buy this whole distance thing i mean uh, australia travel to england uh, every uh, four years irrespective of uh, the distance and time and all that so yeah, there was yeah, a, but but yeah. in terms of human and urban geography the distance between england and australia is much smaller than the distance between india and australia you know the cultural difference is smaller 
the the economic differences distance is smaller you know i mean this is what i mean england and australia are what basically australia sort of grew out of england no it is all all the people at england discarded who, who settled australia uh, at the start so this is a well, different relationship stick stick with your mumbai ka he said the same things that you're saying in pretty simple language you're making a very great philosophical excuse for for sort of <laughs> looking down on third world no but i mean it's you can say that you know it's there was there was a distance and that distance is shortened it's not no, no, like no, no, they, no. but, but it's not like can... they've become more enlightened or anything like that or we've become you know more enlightened we've just come closer economically everything no 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 but no, it's no, a that... series of changes even before economic even before liberalization even before ipl and whatever uh even in the same introduction gavaskar makes a point about border right alan border never misses a series uh, in the subcontinent and that's also a reflection of why he did well in the subcontinent uh, in both india and pakistan his record speaks for itself even when stevo came about uh it was not like india was the most exciting sort of team you know uh, country to visit uh you know even that time you know a lot of english teams and other teams were complaining about coming to india in fact stevo was probably the first one who embraced it for all my sort of uh, agenda against stevo he he made india sexy for australians right he uh, i mean first alan border did it the tight test did it uh, and subsequently uh, you know, steve was uh, you know even before the 2001 series he came to india for his you know charity work in bengal and so on uh, and to even before coming to the series to give it that level of importance right see uh, it is if it is entirely possible had another captain been that all conquering sort of uh, captain of the australian team there was no need for them to have anointed india as a final frontier right to sort of give it that level of uh, hype coming into the series uh, was i think yeah, we've got to give credit i think it's been a series of organic changes and of course the rise of sachin also was a factor at that time because what between 92 and 99 we played only one test right that was the the first the test. test of uh, bodogavaska trophy uh, it's only after 99 that uh, that there's been a more frequent sort of exchange of tours and of course ipl has changed a lot of things uh, in the whole cricket landscape but but uh, you know we got to call a spade a spade australia was reluctant to come for obvious reasons uh, one it was not commercially attractive and two they were not willing to embrace uh, embrace uh, the subcontinent which was culturally different economically different and so on but uh, but let's call it for what it is it was to me racism yeah i mean there is that uh, bit in about alan border right i mean uh, where gavaskar says and i quote alan border is a prime example of a cricketer who has not yet missed a tour of the subcontinent border does have an enviable record in the subcontinent but this is surely due in part to his awareness that when on tour one should not expect conditions on and off the field to mirror those at home and i think that's a very uh, int- very good point and uh, border of course uh, was a great ambassador for uh, india australia cricket i mean he was there all the time and he was also gracious enough to you know come on our podcast along with mike coward and talk about his memories of uh, india and all and even now you know when he talks about uh, coming to india and talking about it there is a sense of warmth and genuineness about it and he came when it was not sexy he came when a tour to india was like a hardship posting so there is that i mean of course uh, you know back then when he came for the first time uh, you know there have been stories of uh, the, the australian team uh, you know some incidents of the australian team which were not in good light but that was his first tour and he also admitted that uh, you know the first tour was uh, quite an eye opener and uh, we encountered all sorts of uh, uh, you know new things but as he came more and more to india 
things were definitely better uh, you know there are some uh, stories and anecdotes which uh, i don't want to share because it's not proven but uh, there are some that show that australian team not in great light from 79 but ever since then i think uh, it's mostly been an upward journey no no you know this the, even before that right there have been shining examples right richie bono was like for instance when he went to pakistan he was is uh, a great ambassador Uh, even Kim Hughes, for instance, you know, when he came to India, he embraced the country with uh, with such Bob, sort of open mind and Bob Simpson, Bob Simpson, Bob also. Simpson, yeah. yeah. Bill Hurley yeah, himself was. Uh, I think Kim Hughes, uh, he led the he led a side that came to India for like the uh, series of one day matches in eighty two. I think that was like the Ranji Trophy, uh, you know, jubilee, one of the jubilee celebrations. And I think that tour, Mike Howard writes in his book, had such a huge role to play in the changing attitudes of uh, Australian cricket. And he said, and I think Kim Hughes was the one who laid out the dictat and said that we should stop complaining. You know, yeah. that let yeah. I don't want to hear complaints. I just want to, you know, let's just move on and play cricket. So, anyway, so that was all a bit of history and discussion. But um, yeah, Kartikeya, you haven't told us about uh, this series and your expectations and why you think Pat Cummins will take thirty-five wickets. Well, so what well, I'll put it this way, right? Two thousand one, Australia came to India, winning sixteen matches on the trot, right? And then they actually fifteen, and then they won in Bombay, which was the sixteen. Uh, and the third most experienced wicket taker on that tour was Steve Waugh, with eighty nine Test wickets. Uh, when they came in two thousand and four. the third most experienced wicket taker was jason glesley with 201 wickets uh this time the third most experienced wicket taker is uh there four wicket takers who have more than 201 test wickets to their name uh now i think there's a they i have a theory that if visiting teams want to do well in india they should have a slow left arm orthodox bowler who who is accurate and can bowl relatively fast and is can bowl very very long spells because that gives visiting bowling teams a lot of control in india because india traditionally has not had a lot of left handers in their batting order and even now india don't uh and you know the left arm orthodox can always attack the stumps and that especially in drs era that's a very very potent thing and this time they haven't brought one they've brought ashton nagar but it's not clear that he'll play uh so that's that's the one thing that i think might be a problem for australia also the fact that they are like stark and green are not going to bowl in the first test i think stark will probably not play at all if he's not going to bowl uh, green may still play as a batsman so uh th- those are sort of minor things but they're coming with a lot of bowling experience and a lot of wicket taking experience uh and i mean i watched a couple of days of australia and pakistan on those wickets and oh man that, that was some bowling uh with you know mitchell stark and pat cummins were you know a handful more than a handful uh on those wickets and in india if there are sort of uneven bounds and some seam movement and stuff and you seen what the indian bowlers can do in in indian wickets in indian seamers can do in indian wickets and in mean, australia i've got the bowling to bowl india out twice in india uh in any conditions 
I would have I would have said if they had come with a like a ex, if Steve Oakey had been in form and they had had the confidence to pick him, like if he'd been a regular fringe Australian player, in to add to this side, I would have said their favorites. So, uh, would you say this is comparable to this attack is comparable to Megra Gillespie, Kasparovic, and Juan in two thousand four? Oh, when everybody's fit, it's definitely better. I mean, their green is their fifth bowler this time. That's uh, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm not counting green because I don't. I mean, he may not, he won't bowl in the first test mostly. But I'm saying if you uh, and Stark is not fit, but okay, yeah, if every if Stark was fit, so then you have Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, and uh, Lyon. Yeah, I mean, this is a much more experienced attack, and I mean, okay, Vaughan is a better bowler than Lyon. Okay, that's. Obvious. I mean, I think Vaughn is really, really, really great for them. But if you look at the history of spinners visiting India, then visiting finger spinners have always done better than visiting wrist spinners. In general, finger spinners have done better than wrist spinners. I think it's because finger spinners can bowl faster and flatter, and they're hard, harder to you know run down the pitch against. Uh, you know, they have to be played from the crease more. And they can sort of pin the batsman down much more easily. And so, I mean, for instance, Nathan Lyon has 34 wickets at 31 in India in seven tests. That's firstly, that's you know, 34 wickets at 31 in India. That's a pretty good record. Second, it's almost five wickets a test. That's a pretty good return. You now, one at 34 wickets in I don't know nine tests in India altogether. Uh, so I think that you know the while. Vaughn was, you know, general terms, a better bowler than Lyon. I think having Lyon in India is a, probably a better thing for Australia than having Vaughn back then. Uh, then for the fast bowling, I mean, Pat Cummins is Pat Cummins. He's, I, mean, I don't think Australia, a better Australian fast bowler has come to India ever. Uh, you know, the closest thing is probably Megra in 2004. Uh, but you know, Cummins is quicker. Cummins, so he's like he's like a you you take Megra and all the stuff Megra has, and you add like you know five miles per hour in pace uh, on average, and you get back Cummins. Hang on, I completely agree with the the lion point. With Steven Smith, there's no argument. Uh, but this Cummins thing is a bit too much, huh? Glenn Megra has come here. Okay, I would argue the other way around, right? Len Magra is the greatest, let's say, fast bowler from Australia to have come to India. Cummins comes close, right? That's a good way to put it, not the reverse. And also, let's not forget, Ray Lenball has come here. And he was a phenomenal bowler in his time. So, Yeah, but come on. In that that 2001 and 2004 India side, uh it was nothing like this one. It was nothing like even the 2017 India side. I mean, you look at the you look no, at. No, it's the, not like Pat Cummins played then, right? No, no, no. But you look at the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh worst players in the two thousand one India side, and you compare them to the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh worst players in the two thousand seventeen India side and the two thousand twenty three India side, and it's miles apart. No? I mean, the, the test matches are not decided by the battle between Megra and. And Tendulkar. Now, test matches are decided between how quickly you the, the their best player destroys or or demolishes the opposition's worst player, because that's where you gain the advantage. So, 
we we don't really we don't really know like what no, i mean no, megra that's fine that's all but megra has enough record of doing that against other teams which were stronger than the india of that time and there's nothing there is literally nothing to believe comments at this stage of but there wasn't no i mean at that Superior time but at that time uh, uh, there wasn't another team which was competitive with australia no that's the point you know only australia had won in megra no other team had a pair of bowlers of that quality in the early 2000s let alone a third bowler like gilles that that's just you can't you cannot say i mean australia they were always bowling with a mountain of runs behind them because the opposition just didn't have any bowling to threaten anybody no so that now there are four or five teams which are sort of all have very good attacks so Cummins bowls a lot, for instance, with you know his team bowled out or his team fifty behind in the first innings. That sort of thing, this current Australian bowling faces a lot because other teams are also that good. And I mean, they're coming to India. India not just not not lost a Test series since two thousand twelve twenty twelve thirty. They have not failed to win a Test series since two thousand twelve thirty. That's like for ten years. they have beaten literally every single visitor to come here you know this is not this is not what megra and won faced in india in 98 or 2001 or 2004 not megra was not there in 98 is nothing compared to what these guys are up against yeah and, and there's the no fact, question that there is the no fact, question and the fact that they stand a chance is only because of how good they are I know I know this is yeah. a, I I realize that this is a I realize that any suggestion that anybody could ever be better than Megra is is not is going to not be received kindly let's put it that way but No I but that think, is some, for, forget think, the reaction I do, I do I do think that for instance every test match after 44 tests Cummins is a better record than Megra did after 40 But that's not the, the, all the, all the, that's not all, really the all the all the actual available evidence suggests that Cummins is a better bowler. No, after forty tests, so many batsmen would have been better than Sachin. But that's Listen, not the point. Different people have different peaks. Also, Cummins has played two tests in India, okay, and he has taken eight wickets. So there is no way that uh, you you have an Indian bowler who has played two tests in Australia with eight wickets, who is going to Australia, and then you But say that you uh, this guy is better than Bumrah. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> You look at you look at Cummins's record in Pakistan, and you look at Megra's record in Pakistan. But Pakistan matter. batting is not the same as Indian batting, right? You are saying that 2004 Indian team is no, not the same as current yes, Indian team. You have to start accumulating evidence, no? At the moment, we don't have enough evidence. I'm happy. Okay, you can Why? make a case I, by the end yeah. of his career, Cummins will be greater than Megra, and I am like there is nothing to argue against it. He won't be. I mean, he won't be. Yeah, I'll tell you. Conventionally, he will not be seen as being greater than Megra. No, no. Forget the public opinion. What, what do you think? He won't. I mean, this is not a. This is not maths. No, this is. This no, is no. That way, that is the Kimar Roach, uh, Andy Roberts problem. No, that is the uh, Kimar uh, no, no, Roach can never compete no, no, no. with Andy Roberts. Cummins, Cummins will never be seen as being as good as McGrath because Cummins is not going to take five hundred and sixty-three tests. He's not going to play under in thirty odd test matches. You know, uh, but that's not true. It's not like you think Anderson is better than Holding. Nobody will buy into that, right? So sometimes yeah, having no, lesser wickets works to your advantage. Anderson also Anderson's wickets also are costlier than Holding's. No, but Cummins's wickets are not going to be costlier than McGrath. Right. Okay. And I, I, Cummins's I, I, strike rate, Cummins's strike rate is about one over better than McGrath's right now. 
Okay, let's assume that's the case. Let's assume the public opinion will not be swayed towards Cummins, if, even if, if he had an as great. I mean, it's not. I'm not. I'm not saying Cummins is better than Megra. I'm saying three things. One, that at all comparable points in their career, Cummins's record so far is better than Megra's was. That's one thing. Second, Cummins is quicker than Megra, and he's as accurate as Megra. And so. Taking these two things together, I think Cummins is better than. No, no. If somebody is as accurate as Megra and faster than Megra, he should be by far the greatest bowler. Like Bradman level difference, right? He should be the greatest by a significant distance not to Malcolm Marshall. Not necessarily. No. I mean, you can't. First of all, there is not a more accurate fast bowler in history than Megra, and you add pace to not, him. That's not really true. No, I mean that's not. That's not. How is that not true? I mean, there are a lot of accurate fast bowlers. You know, Megra had a lot of other things. I mean. This idea that Megra was a medium pace trundler is not true. No, no I, I am not suggesting he is a medium pacer at all. I am saying I was really a I, bowler. Of course, he was. A, he, that's 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 my point. I am the one who is arguing that he was a fucking great bowler. Okay. He was. I, I agree. I think. I think uh, we but have uh, gone. Okay. Okay. I think uh, we anyway at the end of every test we are going to be talking about Pat Cummins. You you don't no 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 wait 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 you asked for it you asked for Cummins and I. Did I? I said my. I didn't even ask for it. I predicted it. Yeah, you <laughs> predicted it. Okay, okay. We will see. The thing is, I will give the same reaction that uh, you know I usually will if an Indian bowler who has played two tests in Australia or two tests in England is going to that country. Okay, the reaction is, uh, you know, Cummins is a great bowler. He has done well so far. But let's see what he does in India before, uh, you know. Drawing conclusions. So let us wait no, and be, see. Before the making a case is, that he's better than Kasparovic, let alone Megra. Better than Kasparovic. <laughs> also, also, you guys are going on about Megra and Cummins and all that. Poor Dale Stainman. What wrong did he do? I mean, no, no, first Australian. of all, we are talking about Australian fast bowlers. Australian, no, okay. Australian. He, what he did Australian. wrong is he's not Australian. He's not Australian. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> because if you have to talk about bowlers who have done well in India in the last twenty years, then it's Megra and Dale Stain. I mean, visiting bowlers. So uh, fast bowlers, and uh, I think, uh, and uh, even even Jimmy Anderson. I mean, I'm saying even because of uh, you know just as a troll troll bit also is that uh, I don't think uh, I think Jimmy Anderson has done far more in India than uh, Pat Cummins. But 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 coming to the fast bowling, I think we can just expand a bit on that. The one thing that we must you know acknowledge is that it is not fast bowling in India is not like the you know you cannot uh, do the comparison between club pakistan and sri lanka and bangladesh and all together and do this asia sena comparison and say that uh, you know this thing bowling in india is its own sort of skill it takes its own fast bowling in india as it that own you know the skill that you need to hit that length to get that right uh, you know the rhythm it has its own thing so whether the australian just bowlers just as an example are, huh? just as an example Just as an example for your point, just see Umesh's numbers in India versus Umesh's numbers everywhere else. Umesh has like a sensational, you know, record of bowling in India in tests under twenty average, and I mean he's amazing. So is Shami. I mean both those guys are like crazy good in India, but outside it takes a different, you know, set of skills even within fast bowling. you have to hit different lengths or you know uh, or hold different lines uh, it's it's different i mean uh, i think the same thing that we discussed during the south africa series 
when we said that indian pace attack is amazing yet uh, the south african attack had the advantage because primarily because its home conditions i think the same thing will come into play here i mean uh, as good as the aussie attack is i mean shami and umesh are like amazing in india i mean forget those i will even say unatkar is amazing in india he has not faced international batting yet but his ranji record is like crazy good dude the last four five years he really knows how to bowl in these conditions uh, to batsmen to a to you know restrict uh, and b to take wickets so that is a that is something you know that comes from experience of bowling in these conditions a lot i don't think the aussies have it as good as they are and that's going to be a problem for them no and this is probably the first time i mean uh, i'm saying in the last few years are probably the first time when india has had a pace bowling attack to you know even be comparable to australia's right i mean it's like Uh, i mean this is the sort of situation that we would have never dr- not even imagined back in the you know even in the 2001 2004 time frame when india was actually india actually won a miraculous series but you know the fast bowling stocks you can't even like it was not even comparable then but now it's really close and i would say in indian conditions this attack without bumrah i mean without arguably india's greatest uh, fast bowler with all due respect to kapil dev uh without bumrah is still comparable to this great australian uh, attack and you know umesh shami siraj uh, unatkat will perhaps not even play but uh, you know and let's not bring him into this but i'm saying just the three of them is a magnificent uh, you know attack to have in these conditions i mean in any conditions no, but it, especially in these conditions and is it comparable they are comparable outside of india in india they are superior right i mean there is no question if you have an attack of shami umesh and uh, siraj uh, on the fast bowling front as much as uh, kd is going to disagree with me yeah, but i don't think the any combination of cummins plus two fast bowlers i'm sure cummins can perhaps match uh, all three of them uh, but but you take the other two it could be stark it could be hazelwood if stark is fit it could be hazelwood it could be uh, boland uh, whatever it is the, the i don't think Yeah, the, the Australian fast bowling, as good as it is, is a match to even these three bowlers without uh, Bumrah in India. And the Pakistan comparison doesn't cut it for me because, see, I think Australia has the best, absolute best fast bowling attack in the world on flat wickets. Because one, Cummins is relentless. He's fast and he's accurate. And Stark ha- is is the best one-trick pony in the world, right? On a on a dead wicket, uh, you know, with his pace and with his length. he can he can sort of run through sides that pretty much no other bowler in the current sort of uh, ecosystem can do it but india doesn't offer those kind of wickets when you are comparing india actually offers a lot of assistance to fast bowlers especially in the last few years i mean if you remember that south africa series as where rohit sharma opened the, the batting for the first time my goodness i mean that that was relentless south africa had no place to hide you had two great spinners you had three fast bowlers who could be as effective as the spinners on these conditions are uh so i i wouldn't think they're comparable i would think indian indian bowling attack at least the fast bowling attack no not at least indian bowling attack at large is certainly superior to australia in these conditions no that i agree i think india are india have a more quality and depth and experience all three than australia in these conditions so yeah 
I mean, India, India are going to be, India are going to be very, very hard to beat. But there are very, very few teams I can think of in the last forty, fifty years which could have come to India and challenged. You know, like the nineteen ninety nine Pakistan. Even them, I mean, Wasim and Wakar were like sort of over the hill by then. You know, they were not quite the you know the. Wasim was not. Wasim was at his Wakar peak. Was early nineties. Ninety nine. Wasim was Wasim. A, pretty much at his yeah, peak. But a, again, this is again a problem. Like, you know, it's like people remember like two balls and think he was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a very very good bowler. But I mean, there was a Wasim Akram of the nine early nineties where. You had all that dial and a couple of extra yards of pace, and there was a Wakar Yunus of the early nineties who had, you know, that relentless attack. Wakar, I agree. Wakar, I agree. And yes. very, very quick. Uh, so yeah, there are bowlers and there are bowlers. But ninety nine Pakistan also had Saklin at his absolute peak. Yeah, true. But yeah. and Shoaib, and Shoaib, Shoaib, Shoaib Malik, Shoaib, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe you said Malik unless you were joking. But wasn't he there? I mean, isn't he like the currently the only player who stayed for in the nineties? He, he was probably there, but uh, I don't think he was there for that Test series. Yeah, but I'm not going to make a case to prop up that Pakistan team by invoking Shoaib Malik. Two <laughs> <laughs> point, point, point. No, that that Pakistan attack was maybe, yeah, that 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 was a great attack in in quality and depth. I mean, usually I completely agree with KD that the the bowling determines the the series prospects and so on. But let's not forget that Stephen Smith is going to make a meaningful difference to the way this contest is going to shape up. Okay, let's put it this way: if Stephen Smith is not there in the team, I would I would go out on a limb and say that that India are comfortable favorites, even uh, factoring in the Aussie bowling attack as this. But add Stephen Smith, I think it neutralizes a lot of the uh, the advantage that India has. Uh, but even even after including all that, I mean, you, if if you were to be fair to this Indian team, as much as I want to respect the fact that this Australian team is capable of winning a series here, and perhaps like KD uh, mentioned, one of the very few teams in history who could do that to the current Indian team, they still start out as comfortable favorites. I mean, they they have a bowling attack which covers all bases in these conditions, and their batting has fired at home uh, for the last decade and so on. And the confidence which they have of winning every series since the 2012 uh, sort of upset, uh, and and the one winning every series and the and the scale of those victories, uh, the opponents had no chance. You know, in 2017, Steve Smith made three hundreds against an Indian team, which <coughs> the 2017 Indian team was not as experienced as, and that experience can be a double-edged thing. I accept that, but. It was not as experienced as the 2023 Indian team, and Australia still lost to one. Yeah, but that was that was close. No, I mean uh, Bangalore uh, could have gone either way, and uh, Dharamshala could have gone either way. It was not like an easy to one. So it's yeah, but I mean I look, I remember looking at the control figures for that first test in Pune, which Australia won, and like Australia were really, really they had, they had a really hot streak of converting. Mis, uh, miscues into dismissals in that first inning. I think Steve O'Keefe beat the bat only 13 times in the first inning of that of that of that test match. I have the record somewhere. I'll look it up and 
posted. As as two ones go, let me put it this way: uh, the Australian victory in two thousand four was a like a really really like, thumping to one. Uh, whereas the two thousand one seventeen Indian two one was sort of less convincing than that. One, I would say. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, that's the point. Sadhvi is also making, right? That's what I'm saying. It was a close series. So it it was close. Also, first of all, we have spoken about. We have just kept it like two. Uh, the saying the Indian fast bowlers and Australian fast bowlers. If you have to do a comparison, the even without Bumrah, that the Indian bowlers in these conditions are superior to Australia. I mean, that's there's a fair case to say that. And if not, you can even say they're okay. They're on equal. If you have to. I don't think they are because Shami and Umesh are uh, absolutely terrific in India, and Siraj is has started really well. But then you have Ashwin Jadeja and Aksar. I mean, this is like, I mean, okay, if you want to leave alone, leave Aksar also. I mean, you have like two absolute giants of the game. Uh, perhaps the two greatest spinners, uh, you know, will finish as two of India's greatest spinners. Two of which is itself a colossal achievement and. All-time greats and where I mean, Lathan Lyon can be good, but you know, look at this depth in this Indian bowling attack. I completely understand why uh, the Indian batting could cause could be like maybe a cause for uh, concern, at least in people's heads, because there's no punt. Number one, number two, they have had uh, quite a up and down time recently in uh, the you know Bangladesh series. They had their own uh, you know. Whatever mini collapses, this that. Uh, but uh, you know, if you look at a bowling depth which has, you know, six six bowlers of this caliber, that automatically puts me puts thing makes me think that it's going to be so hard to beat India in these conditions. Yeah, but, but the only only thing note of caution for India is that one pant is not there. That's and that's a significant sort of that is factor. big. That is big. That is big, right? I mean, especially if you look at his recent performances, every time there has been the odd sort of struggle for India, he's come and bailed them out home and away. Uh, and he scores them pretty fast. I mean, there is that impact is, is significant. And he's a left-hander. I don't think India have a left-hander in the batting order, apart from in the top order. You know, Jadeja will yeah. come later, yeah. but in the top order, they don't have any. Yeah. Yeah, Shreyas Iyer is, is injured, who's, who's a, I think he's a very good test batsman and a terrific batsman at home at least. Uh, and and I'm not trying to throw shade. I, I also would like to believe that he'll do well abroad. And and and, but on evidence so far, we'll miss him for sure if he's not available. Uh, and Jadeja is coming back from an injury. I know he he played the Raja Trophy and so on, but but you know it's not easy to come back from an injury. So I mean there is always a, a good enough reason for for an upset here. And Australia has got the right resources. Like if if opportunities present themselves, of course Australia has got all the resources uh, to sort of capitalize on them. Yeah, and it, uh, you know, at least in my sort of reading and experience, when you have two uh, really good bowling attacks, it often leads to close series. I mean, it's uh, you know the 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 sort of the parity between the bowling can often determine the closeness of the series, and uh, not necessarily the batting. I mean, you often think that oh, okay, you have two great batting lineups, and our two great batting lineups can often uh, not. Lead to close series. In my experience, of course, no, can't uh, tell you more than that. But, but, but. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Now that we are here, I just had to make two more agenda points here. One, we have a Bradman at home, which is Rohit Sharma at home. Ha! And two, and two, 
Rahane is not playing, so sorry, Australia. Hey, Rahane is our uh, series-winning captain, man. Oh God, man! I am silent for this long because this bad Kamins Puran is going on. Now this guy is on the pad, and he is now going to start Rohit Sharma Puran. Ah, uh, so we have gone through uh, so much time talking about various things without talking about uh, the greatest Indian bowler ever. So, number one, first of all, what happened to? I don't know if you guys also feel the same way. I feel like when we were, I mean, a few many years ago, this individual rivalries was like a big thing to be hyped up. Like you know, whenever a big good bowler used to come, it used to be Sachin versus them, right? Like Sachin versus Donald, Sachin versus Warren was huge. Uh, you know, especially '98, him practicing uh, against Lakshman Shivaramakrishnan to hit him against the turn and all that all became legendary stories. Why is Ashwin versus nobody? a big deal like ashwin versus steve smith is the one of the great uh, uh, hyping uh, chances right that people can get it's because india are good now oh because they are not a middling team yeah they are not a middling team so this i mean if they are if they are a middling team then what do you, you you don't want want to talk about how terrible they are no? so you talk about the one good thing that they have which is like tendulkar now you know and it was i mean okay kumble versus steve war was a never really developed into a rivalry because i think like basically they were too old both of them by the time they first played against each other really you know 98 and then their main battles actually 2001 the kumble were not there so that was really you know i mean that might have blossomed into a rivalry if kumble had been there in 2001 but you know he broke his arm and i think something like that no he was injured yeah 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 broke his arm so uh, yeah that 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 might have been a rivalry but you know and in general i mean <laughs> india are good i mean so it, it's it's really that that sort of thing and that sort of thing like requires time no to for people to observe and think and you know it requires like uh, you know it requires uh, raw material no so you know, no, but ashwin steve are, smith has uh, from uh, quite a bit right i mean over the years yeah but the the point is that india are good so the public is sort of a little bit bewildered right now about india because half of them think india are good so everybody else is crap uh, that that's why it must be that india are winning so much Uh, and the other half thinks that uh, India are good because they have more money than everybody else. It has some truth to it, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then, and then there's a another component, no, where people think that uh, Ashwin only gets wickets not, in uh, turning wickets. We are not, and also the other thing is also in '98, Vaughan was an exotic foreign creature, no. I mean, we only got to see him in the Test match when he came here. Most people didn't even have cable; they didn't. now to what everybody last week steve smith made like those 200s in the bbl people who wanted to watch in india or anywhere in the world could watch it no they watched him make 120 you know smash 120 in 60 balls or whatever it was so they are not this i was telling you about the you know, geographical distance earlier the sort of the absence of that distance is also an issue no i mean i i think for instance that you know Archer vs Steve Smith is probably going to be a really really hot rivalry in 2023 in the when they go there 
but you know what one thing i wanted to say when you when you were talking no but what that the indian side is quite old now everybody you know ashwin is in his uh, up over 35 jadeja will be 35 soon uh holi pujara they are also in their mid 30s so so these are they're not they're not the players they were 5 6 years ago and so you know and australia also now pretty experienced you know they they are coming with i mean nathan lyon is coming with 460 test wickets to his name is a extraordinary figure and he was also he he looked really old even then but he now he's actually like in his approaching his mid 30 so i don't really know what the effect of that will be you know i mean the, it's, it's it's usually you know the teams don't age together but this this indian team and this australian team like they have sort of aged together and cummins is actually sort of at the lower cummins and labushain they're sort of at the lower end of the age scale so they're still developing they have still played less than 50 tests each you know but india don't have anybody like that who's in the you know the 20 30 test range right now they have like the the players who have played 70 80 tests or, or nearly 100 tests now and then they have like the gill and uh those players you know except for kl rahul they don't have anybody in that middling middling range that's another dynamic that could work against india because you know all these great regimes eventually taper off and we can never figure out when it happens and and especially you know with the with the team being like growing as old as they are together especially the bowling attack siraj is an exception uh, and to some extent even like uh, batting um yeah that that is also a risk for india i think the ashwin steve smith uh, ashwin labushain uh, contest will be you know the added layer to that is that how much they have thought about uh you know batting and bowling and talked about it also right like ashwin has talked quite quite in detail i would think both in his uh, youtube channel as well as in the interviews especially the interview to sidat uh, monga for cricket monthly about uh, planning against steve smith and labushain for the uh, 2021 series you know that whole uh, cutting off uh, one side cutting off the offside uh, you know and trying to bowl on the leg and also how you know he watched so many youtube videos to get an understanding and feel of uh, you know steve smith's uh, uh, approach he he spoke about how steve smith steve smith was all hands right and how all his uh, that his whole approach is you know starts with the way his hands move and how uh, you know they set up for the sh- shot and it's not he's not a he's not the conventional you know watch the footwork kind of bat- batter but he's the watch the hands batter and in fact there was a nice piece i'll link by dan bretig recently about uh, steve smith talking about i mean uh, talking about how uh, he has worked on you know like a he, he has sort of there is a bit of a tennis like approach to his batting uh, when it comes to the use of hands and uh, how you know it's it's interesting how he changed the grip you know from uh, you know usually the way the tennis players would play the overspin uh, where you get that extra spin and he went from there to a little more flatter way in and hitting the ball a little flatter because in tennis you do the overspin to actually get the ball in the court because you have the dimensions of the court to play with but in cricket you don't need that no in fact you you don't want uh, to be within a certain limit you want to go as far as possible so he went flatter and how that helped his t20 game and also it's all interesting 
and uh, ashwin spoke quite a bit in detail about it and what i found really lovely in that interview to monga was how he said you know he watched so many videos that after a point it became instinctive for him so the way he saw a certain movement of smith's hands when he was even loading up or when he was running into bowl told him how, what was coming next and so he could actually anticipate based on that i mean it's it's not something every bowler can do you need to be a great bowler to be able to do it but i think you know the level of thought that has gone into that uh, rivalry and not just smith even labushain uh, that he spoke about i think and the, and then the reverse i mean they are also thinking about what he's doing they are also trying to counter what he's doing i think that adds a very interesting layer to it and lovely to watch and also let's not forget that this rivalry started with smith dominating ashwin and then ashwin you know working 2014, hard to find right it. yeah No, yeah. even before even 2017 they batted well like personally head to head against ashwin he yeah. had a terrific record just before the last uh, series down under where he he did sort of work him out a little bit uh, uh i think ashwin has done enough to sort of elevate this sort of uh, rivalry in in his stocks but i agree with kd that it is the whole rivalry is primarily a creation of of patronizing attitude from superior teams and australia is a master at it like if you look at it you know like 99 uh, every australian batsman scored truckloads of runs and they give a man of the series to sachin who just scored 100 and 150 right i remember there was a one day series tri- triangular series or or probably one day series where you know brian lara scores one big 100 but you know scores a couple of scores here and there and they give him the man of the series award when kumar sangakara played that uh, 180 you know had that 180 in hobart I mean there was no way Sri Lanka was going to win but the way they hyped it up and they still talk about it even now if you go to their youtube channel they still hype it up so much so i think australia's are great masters at creating this rivalry for like smaller teams and and the sachin uh, won was particularly important because even someone like ian chapel was so excited about it but also i think chapel is not like hyping it up but he truly believed that these are extraordinary cricketers once in a century cricketers and he in fact called it the battle of the century right even before uh, the the 98 series started he called it the battle of the series but, but but i think the rivalries are a sign that india was a lesser team and not just india all lesser teams they used to do that and and now let's say for instance you talk about uh, smith versus ashwin it's a bit of a it's a bit of a disappointment if smith doesn't even last enough to play ashwin you know like the the indian bowling attack is so good that it doesn't give you a chance to build up something as the rivalry within the rivalry yeah i mean in 98 when uh, sachin no. came on to bat in the first test in chennai first innings taylor immediately you know like brings on warn there is this field there is this thing and then ian chapel says uh, you know battle of the century there's there's that build up but now when steve smith comes to bat i mean he could face shami he could face umesh siraj ashwin jadeja you know you could face like uh, the army of bowlers so i i uh, sent uh, oh number one talking about uh, sachin in 99 uh, that series no talking about uh, talking about aging and decline i just remembered one name i mean we've not spoken about uh, virat kohli no yeah yeah that will come that will come of course no no his oh. decline has started already started even before the aging started the decline started <laughs> by the way virat kohli is back huh? i don't know if any of you guys are watching uh, limited overs cricket and uh, things like one day cricket and t20 but virat kohli is uh, on the rise boss on the re-rise uh, kohli you know has a great record against australia and all that but the last series at home the 2017 18 series that we talked about 
he he had a horrendous time and australia have, had very specific plans to bowl to him and uh, and i'm really curious to see one what plans they'll come up with against kohli and two how he's going to counter that because i i i truly believe that for kohli it's a lot easier for him to play australia in australia than playing australia in india and and that's a test that i'm really sort of looking forward to uh, see playing out no and i think there could be times when uh one of the advantage that uh, india will have in this series especially if it's close is that they bat deep you know they with ashwin jadeja if they play three spinners aksar who can bat too uh, i think batting going till 9 will really help them uh you know in those games where you have the lower order adding 100 runs or you have uh, you know basically delaying the you know delaying the uh, delaying australia's push and uh, i think that will be a big advantage so often you could find that the lower order works both as insurance as well as also uh, you know getting those few extra runs i mean i don't know about ks bharat uh, as a batter i have seen him just uh, i've seen very little of him as a batter i know he's a fantastic keeper and uh, whatever i've seen of him as a keeper is like amazing but uh, i don't know of him as a batter and and whether they will play ishan kishan or whether they will uh, god forbid whether they will go with kl rahul as a keeper uh, i don't uh, know i i really hope they don't do KL, go with kl rahul as a keeper and all in a test i mean i'll be absolutely amazed if they don't go with ks exactly I exactly i don't think it's i don't think it's even a debate i mean he is the keeper and that's not even close yeah and keeping in india is like such a huge like first of all takes so much skill it's such a challenge and it's so important because uh, you know you need you need that keeper there to take the chances that come his way uh, rahul from karnataka being made to do makeshift wicket keeping that too in a test match at least it's not going to happen under rahul rights watch yeah hope not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. at least the coach will know the <laughs> torture the pain and the torture that uh, even and even the coach wasn't told to keep in a test man i mean that uh, at least i mean apart from few sessions and all that he didn't have but, to but, keep but, the, but, but to be fair to the coach uh, his test spot was never in question right he didn't have to keep to be in the 11 which you no, can't see one day Rahul. his one day spot was in question no that's what that's i'm saying why he was keeping. so that's why he was made to keep so his he didn't have to do it in test because his spot is never in uh, question but that's not the joke the joke is kl rahul can only get into the 11 if he keeps yeah but, but i don't know given given india's recent history it's far more likely that they will play only four batsmen than that they will play six yeah that was my question actually i mean do you guys think there will be the fifth batsman uh will india go with three spinners and pacers or no, no. is it too crazy they, they will they'll play five i think uh, my sense is they will go with uh, with sky over kl rahul and that's assuming gil will open but that's just my sense or oh, that's what, what i wish oh i think they'll Wait, play gil what? at five i what? think they'll play gil at five gil will sky over kl rahul rahul what the kl hell, rahul man? is i don't i don't understand this thing about kl rahul's spot being under threat i mean the last three test series kl rahul has played he made over uh, there was a four test series in england four uh, three test series in south africa and both of them he made hundreds in uh, against like really really good attacks on you know and then there's two tests against bangladesh there's no question that his place is in doubt it's not even i don't i, I don't understand where all this 
you know, I mean, uh, granted, they have to say something and, you know, so, so, so they gin up all this stuff. But it's not even, I don't think there's any doubt about No, no, I, I don't think so either. I think uh, it will be between Gill and Sky. I don't think Rahul is going to uh, lose his spot. Yeah, at, least for the, think, at least for the first, think, first part of the series. Yeah, but even there, I don't think it's, it's close between Gill and Sky. I think they'll play Gill. Wait, so the only question for me is whether Gill will open or whether Rahul will open. That is all. Then in the first test. Gil to Rahul will open. I think Rahul will open. I think Gil will bat at five. I I really like uh, Gil against spin. So I hope he bats at five. So, you know, it'll be good to... Because I think Rahul will probably be better off at the top of the order than anything. Rahul is also exceptional against spin, no doubt. But I'm saying I like the way Gil handles spin. So it'll be good to see him India at traditionally, five. India have traditionally never ever moved their established batsmen uh, in the batting order to make way for a new player. The only reason why I was thinking of Sky is that, uh, you know, you know, one, I think, um, you know, KD is going to defend this again like he did with Rahane, right? But if you look at KD's uh, last, let's say, 25 tests, his, his average is like 26. You mean and KL? You mean KL? KL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. KD's average, average in the last 25 tests. KD's average 26, you would compare himself to Bradman. <laughs> yeah, my average is 100%. So, so it is. It is not a, a trivial point to make that that uh, you know uh, it, that with the kind of talent depth that we have and the pool that we have, especially with all the noise about the other Bombay player uh, that uh, the whole you know Indian media is talking about. Safras Khan, you mean? Yes, Safras Khan. Yes, of course. The other Bradman. There are too many you know Bradman comparisons for Bombay players right now. I just mentioned one earlier in the pod. Sarfraz has been scoring heavily in domestic and is not making to test. So it is likely that some some that the selectors feel that Sarfraz is the domestic giant, but may not necessarily be greater than a Gill or a, a Sky or a KL in test cricket. So that's also valid. No, no, I think they're just being consistent. I think Sarfraz would come in. It's just that they pick Sky. He in will. No. Yeah, he will got to be. I mean, you can't drop Sky without even giving him a chance. See, the thing is, Shreyas is number one. Fellow got injured, so Gil will come. Suppose there's one more injury and Shreyas still doesn't come back, then there's Kai. Then yeah. Sarfraz is after that. That's the cue at the moment, right? Yeah. But the outrage is about the squad. No, they are saying they're not arguing that you should play Sarfraz. You're like, oh, you've got a big squad. Why don't you find a place for Sarfraz? How much more does the batsman need to score? But that's about consistency, right? Earlier, uh, you know. No, it's not. That's not. That's not. That's not. That's not even about selection. Because to say something about selection, you have to say who you want to add and who you want to take out. Then you're talking about selection. Just saying, you know, okay. what about X is not yet a comment about selection. It's okay, pretty clear that they want to take out uh, Kohli or Pujara or no, no, KL, KL Rahul. No, but uh, KL. look, these guys are going to be done in a couple of years anyway. So still come here. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not. No, no, some KL will not be done. KL will play 150 tests, averaging 35. Because he's going to score that 100 every time is like uh, people are talking about dropping him. He's the Shikhar Dhawan of uh, the modern times, right? Even Dhawan was no, like that. There is no comparison. Like uh, the guy, you know, and unlike other people, at least other people will score in their favorable conditions. Kiel Rahul can score to every continent in the world and score 100 exactly <laughs> after four failures. So you can't even call him a flat track bully, home track bully, whatever. He's just a, a neck on the line bully, right? Every time his spot is on, in question, that is when he scores. Neck on the line bully. Great, great term, great term. 
uh what are your uh, wishes you know if, if if you had a wish what would be your wish for the pitches in this series do you, are you looking for 2017 type uh, varied pitches or do you just want uh, no raging india raging england turner. ahmedabad <laughs> raging turner pitches yeah raging turner lunch second day match over this is what i want every <laughs> second day you are going to uh, all the way to dharamshala and you want the match to finish in second day i will i will look around dharamshala that's that will give me a tour of <laughs> you can meet the dalai lama yeah <laughs> that happens almost 25% of the match like i am coming only after the first session on first day oh yeah. bad, bad so, idea <laughs> i want i want uh, pitches to be like nagpur in 2004 <laughs> ஒருத்தீங்க <laughs> so let's make that clear there is a complicated injury we <laughs> let's just keep it as a duration of nagpur test it also lasted for the next test i mean he missed two tests one was a square turner one was nagpur so you can't accuse the greatest indian captain of such sort of uh, you know frivolous the uh, greatest who also had major who was also a major neck on the line bully by the way <laughs> what he was not a neck on the line bully sir he, he, he was neck- you is neck was on the line and then you should just walk away that that is also my wish i wish that yeah. we have nagpur type pitches and i wish india wins that series because then course, there is absolute they, they, no. huh? they, they won in australia this is again and again this is this is again and again that uh, guy who posted like one million uh, tweet thread on that uh, deepthi sharma mankad proving how the batsman peter delapana you mean yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. Uh, did did the public agree it was conclusive evidence no the public doesn't want evidence man public is like public, public wants yeah public wants conflict so what you have to give them is more conflict you have to give them such a raging spinner that you know even rohit sharma will come and take five wickets <laughs> that is that is the kind of pitches that you have to put and then you have to watch australians lose their minds see I, that is that's good entertainment but the only problem for your narrative is that we still have got shami and umesh who will fucking go and take a five for there yeah this so is this is my pet peeve man this is my pet peeve don't matter because the india have the bowling on any kind of pitch actually also have no no that is I not have, what i have never in my lifetime seen uh, seen such riches in indian fast bowling okay and you know i am so fortunate to have watched them bowl in england and australia and south africa and all that all i ask is one series at home where we have full green tops playing against perhaps the greatest australian bowling lineup and india winning that series hey i am telling you i am telling you you can have wishes like 5 10 years later you will still be around cricket will still be around right now what you guys are doing is you are eating into ashwin's quota of 600 wickets <laughs> this is exactly what you are doing this fast bowling riches and all this guy is not getting six wickets for match it is his average is getting severely affected and that is, is he going to end with uh, is he going to end with 700 or is he well no. short no i think 500 only i don't think 600 also no possible 619 will he beat 619 or not i don't he think might. so he might there, there is still, no, that is he might not 
what there is 170 wickets he is not going to play another 30 tests that means he has to play another 3 years he is not going to play 3 years no he is not am i going to today my son was making a case that he'll play till 40 so i asked him why 40 why not 41 or 42 he said 42 is too long i asked him why not 38 he said that's too less 40 is just right so yeah, i don't know on what basis he said so i'm looking no da, see so every every uh, wtc india plays like 13 to 15 tests so barring injury and all that he for him to play 30 tests he has to play three more cycles that's like one and a half years into three that's like four really, and a half years ashoka if you really want to blame somebody for ashwin not getting the 600 wickets you blame the fact that india been playing your lord and all they have been finding fast fourth fast bowler to play him we play overseas hey you and you don't see don't don't do this first of all you hype comments unnecessarily now you are throwing shade at the one guy who is like palm guy who is sitting somewhere in the but corner but true no yeah that's true you have to blame them for picking jadeja over ashwin that is what you have that is the number no, no, no. the issue that's not the, the agenda is to blame lord Don't, don't even get yeah. that idea. This, this Shami, Umesh, they are picking wickets in India, man. Who told them to pick wickets in India? I'm not talking and about these tops. And these guys, these guys go and bring the third spinner in. Like as if Jadeja was not in them. I mean, Jadeja was originally eating into Ashwin's quota. Now they bought one more guy who is even deadlier than Jadeja. I mean, how much unfair is this world, man? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I really want to see, actually. The, the Nagpur thing was a joke. but what i really want to see is the first chennai pitch from the england series last year in 2021 yeah. you oh, know first you mean the flat one yeah second yeah, one the flat one i want that and i want india to lose the toss every time which uh, rohit sharma hopefully will oblige and then i want australia to bat first all the time and then i want india to see if india can win that would no. be a nice handicap So that will give you fucking the perfect platform to say this Australian attack is the greatest because they are like tailor made for those flat wickets. Uh, yeah, next, next, you know what he will say? I want Indian players to be tied, arms and legs to be tied, <laughs> and hanging upside down, right? And then I will say, I mean, I want to see if they can win against Australia. What rubbish, dude! Wait, you're talking about the test where that Joe Root made that hundred, is it? Two hundred. We, we lost. We lost. No. Oh God! That was that. You want that? I want the second Chennai pitch. That where the Rohit no, Sharma made that one sixty. I know, but I want the first Chennai pitch, and I want it to be uh, like I want it to handicap India because by lose they're losing the toss. No, he just wants Australia to bowl like the way they did in Pakistan, right? So that like I mean, on really flat road, ah. so they have to bowling to like somehow you know create a collapse. This is all Shamil's agenda. That that Kanpur test against New Zealand. Yeah, which they nearly pulled off. Yeah, that is a test that is worth both yeah, these yeah. bowling attacks. Actually, I would like to have that. the Kanpur test kind of a pitch where you know people talk about the fact that Test cricket is dead because of these pitches, and then you have a great bowling attack which can create a, a result even in, on a wicket like this. I also See, want I, one wicket like the Krishnagiri. Uh, was it Krishnagiri? You remember that Kerala was this Vidarbha Ranji match where uh, Umesh got like five four in like no time. My God, the ball was flying around. That's the kind of green top I want to see. If we get one green uh, green that top, make it too. That will make it too easy for Cummins. <laughs> I am not so sure. I mean, <laughs> Umesh on that was. But I mean, India deadly. India's batting is really good. Did so, you so did not, you dare to compare Cummins in India to Umesh in India? Did you dare to do, pull that off? Yeah. yeah. 
No, no, no. I think the problem with not playing three spinners is that then your batting becomes weak. So that's why they need both Akshar and uh, they need Akshar yeah, in there for his batting. Yeah, and they have not picked Lord, no? They have not picked Lord or Hunt. Yeah, yeah, because Umesh, Siraj and uh, Shami uh, can uh, score zero between them. So that is the issue with picking three fast bowlers. So, no, Umesh I mean, whatever. Better, the, okay, okay. Oh, uh, Umesh is better than the other two. Yeah, the other two are in a class of their own. Okay, do not do not put anybody else in the class of Siraj the batsman. There's there is nobody like that. Dude, okay. The other wish I have for this series is I want like a test that ends in like a really really close margin, like within five runs. Okay, and I want India like India to be chasing in that final innings and Siraj to be in the middle. I just want to. know what my how if my heart will be able to take that tension or not i really need it because hey, against <laughs> this dharmashala tickets is 30000 one way man what the hell are you talking about i want india win i want one safe series to happen these guys are playing on my investment bloody hell you have a dalai lama to visit man don't worry either way it's a win win for you yeah the dalai lama will calm you down no matter what <laughs> don't worry <laughs> Okay, so one thing I must okay, we should wrap up soon because we've been going on for too long. But one thing I read recently, which was a nice column to read, was a column by Shridharan Shriram, uh, who used mm. to coach the Australian uh, spinners, uh, Australian team, and especially he was like the spin consultant for them. And he mentioned how in 2017, you know, the one of the things that they worked on is how in Australia you're used to playing so much of pace bowling. so you you know have 20 to 25 seconds between between each delivery and so the time the you know goes ball goes from the fielder to the keeper to the bowler run up so for a batter basically who is trying to you know switch on and switch off between deliveries they have this sort of timing in their head okay it's like 20 25 seconds but the moment you come to india and you're facing a bowler like jadeja you have like 10 seconds between deliveries and it's a turner and it's a you know the you have the crowd you have the conditions you have the dust you have everything and so that automatically has an effect on a batter right if you are all your life you are used to 20 seconds and you are used to a certain routine and many batters say the certain things in their head and go through their own mental processes so that uh, is a challenge and he said how they worked on that and to try and speed things up so that was interesting and i think you know the australian top order batting against the indian bowling will be like something that will be really interesting to see khwaja i think will do well though i don't know against ashwin he has had his uh, he has been ashwin's bunny occasionally 
but uh, i think even like a lefty Warner, any ashwin or ashwin so by definition yeah, all lefties are kind of bunnies yeah the, in fact uh, that is the pro- that is their problem right because they have travis head warner khwaja right there you yeah, have uh, carry also right carry is also there carry carry yeah. so you have four bunnies right there for and if ashnagar plays then he's also left you know you can, i mean what like the, the 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 point that they were making before about there being more time between deliveries with fast bowling and less time the point is that it's the quality of the deliveries which decides what happens in an over no not how much time there is between balls like if if, if the bowler is dropping it short twice in over the spinner then what i mean they are not going to mind the ball coming 10 10 seconds apart you know so it's not like it it's not like you know somebody you know tweak some knob and changes everything no 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 but but the 10 seconds point is the more like the you know the point of how you learn how to bat and the brute, the thing that goes into batting it's not uh, yeah, the mind game yeah but that's the batting is hard because the length is so good and because the bowling is so accurate if the bowling is rubbish then it doesn't matter whether it's no, no, 10 seconds apart or 20 seconds that is true but all this is keeping in mind that also this that is taken as default the fact is shriram is not saying that uh, they are not bowling good lens he is just trying to make that marginal adjustment as a consultant right that is what he is doing he cannot suddenly create uh, great uh, batters and all well, he is just giving I, them okay. that i'm glad you said that because that is the marginal adjustment which he is telling you about i the the bulk of his work is probably done with the batsman individually which he never tells you about yeah because it's a it's not uh, as interesting because, uh, in court yeah. no, interesting no. in court no but it's not his job to tell you everything that he's doing yeah not it's before not, a series it's not no but so i mean when you when we interpret what he says shouldn't like take what he says to be the whole story no of course not of course not it's just an it's just an interesting observation and sort of something that he has shared that doesn't mean to say that is the only thing that they need to do or anything like that of course uh i mean i was quite uh, intrigued by this murphy i mean he's played seven first class games and no. uh, you know for an Aust- first of all to make an australian test squad with seven first class games given their you know the structure of first class cricket there that you know they have uh, far fewer teams and the competition yeah. is like quite intense usually so that itself was a bit of a shocker for me i mean that does it mean that their first class spin stocks are sto- so low that they have to go with a guy like murphy coming in oh well other or alternatively they have, might have found harbhajan singh might have yeah i mean that that will be quite an amazing no, 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 no. but if you did find a harbhajan singh you would have had someone like sachin talking about him pretty early right i mean you you would have had some some like <laughs> about uh, no no, no i was i was, you, I was surprised they didn't go with adam zampa isn't he like a good bowler but again again another risk spinner right you you don't want like swepson himself is a risk spinner yeah. and he bowled pretty well in pakistan in fact there was a bit of a story about that right apparently uh, the coach went and told him to be prepared and so on and eventually uh, they didn't pick him Uh, like they did at uh, Maxwell the last time around. As oh yeah, 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 yeah. So something like that. There is some story about Zampa not being picked after being told to be prepared for India. 
but my sense is that it's primarily because they didn't want to overload the team with uh, two wrist spinners and because Swepson bowled well in Pakistan, they would like to perhaps continue that. Maxwell was a miss. I wish he had been in the squad. Would have been good to watch him play. I think he's, he's he did well in India also. No, he had a good innings last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, 40, 45 minutes of Maxwell with the bat is like what add 50, 60 runs. No? Yeah, that's what. And in in Indian pitches, you know the see the scoring the fast scorers are always an advantage um, yeah. to have. But anyway, I mean, we spoke about left-handers and bunnies and all that, but we, we also must acknowledge that, uh, you know, several left-handers have come to India and succeeded. I mean, the most famous, of course, uh, being Clive Lloyd, Matthew Hayden, Alistair Cook, uh, you know, uh, people like uh, Andy Flower. So, it's not no, no, like… But, but the bunny situation is specifically for, uh, for Ashwin, I mean. Yeah, but Alistair the, Cook in 2011, Ashwin was there. I mean, Ashwin has had a poor series. Ashwin had, still, had his worst series, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't so, very good. And it's also yeah, the no, reason why there is a last series India lost. Right? Yeah, because Ashwin, Ashwin, and even Harbhajan played that series. I think probably. Yeah. Oja. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so uh, yeah, we will be. Uh, I think we have covered a lot. Uh, any yeah. closing thoughts? Anything we've missed? Predictions, and we can finish. Of course, uh, predictions. Um, I I can sit out of this because I'll anyway say two two, so that is my usual. But go for it, guys. Three one India. Oh, and the one loss is in Dharamshala, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am I I said it three one because of that only because I I trust the Indian team, but I don't trust my luck. <laughs> my luck is not that good, so I think three one India. Okay, uh, 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 Mahesh. Sorry, Ashoka, if I if I may add, the only test I watched uh, in the 2019 Australia series is the Perth one, which we lost. <laughs> so, so, double bad luck. <laughs> You're not having great company. I would, uh, hmm, I think, I'd probably go with, with, uh, with three love, India. Uh, I, as much as I agree, it's going to be a close contest. And if there are any things in India, Dharma, Australia is the best equipped to exploit it. And it could easily be like 2-1 Australia 2. But uh, I would like to believe that this is not the end of this uh, this sort of Indian uh, team as a, or the, the post-peak of this Indian team or the, the aging of this Indian team. And that the, the, the tapering off will happen at a later point of time. All that assumed, I would like to go for 3 love. JD? I think if there are no injuries, then India should win. Uh... I think Australia will win. I mean, I don't I don't really I think the fact that they have Stark and Green missing at the start of the series is bad for them. Uh I would have been happier if they were all fit. But if they're not fit then I mean I think India can India have much more depth uh to sort of survive if they're they have injuries or they have illness or something like that. But Australia don't have that much depth beyond 13, 14. Uh, that's normally the case with the tourists in any tour, in, a, in any series. So uh, I think India will win. Uh, but I hope that, you know, Pat Cummins blasts India out with 12 or 13 wickets somewhere and wins Australia a test match. Take like 20 wickets, man. Take 30 wickets, man. The way Dale Stain did in what was it, Ahmedabad? 
He did it uh, in Ahmedabad and Nagpur. And Nagpur as well. Yeah. Nagpur, yeah. And you got both venues, so no excuses this time. Also, what is your score line, man? India will win how much? Like four love, one love. What is it? I'd say. Oh, I don't think there will be a draw. So, I'd say three one. Okay, three one. So Ashoka, reverse of the Ashoka situation. No, no. He said three one India. Same as mine. Oh, then same as Ashoka situation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, he's, what, he's wishing three one Australia, but he's betting three one India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart says Australia, brain says India. Type of situation. Uh, what is uh, the one thing we didn't speak about is there is this whole uh, bigger world test championship that is going on here. So India have to win a certain number of tests, right, to make the final. The three one or two zero or three one. Okay, two zero or three one. So in effect. these teams could actually play like uh, you know the fifth test which will be the final of the world test championship of course that will be in england that is 5 days after the ipl so no hope for india oh no hope But for india okay let, let me let me add a let me add a caveat if 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 india lose jadeja uh then i would not go i don't think india will win three out of four tests Okay. Not if India lose Jadeja to injury, you're saying, right? Because yeah, they, they if they lose Jadeja, then they have to. They don't have another single player who can make up what is lost. Then they'll have to juggle their order, and then they'll have to make compromises elsewhere, and that will weaken them. Hey, yeah. have some faith, man. We won with Washington, Sundar, Shardul, and Natarajan, and all. That too in and there. And the thing is, you know, Jadeja is also coming back from this injury, and. you know he's played one game and he did well but you know you never know yeah i so, think yeah, uh, that's, yeah that's that's fair and i think jadeja adds like a huge component i mean he has added in the last few years been the you know pretty much the <laughs> main player in the team him and pant because uh, of yeah. the of what he brings to the side in all the in batting and bowling right i mean he's been one of the best batters uh i mean sec- pant has been the best batter but then jadeja has been very close and uh, he's of course he's a great bowler and in india he that goes into truly all time greatness territory so uh, yeah I, and I also, also think i also predict i also predict that kohli and pujara will both make 100 somewhere but this is a, okay okay fine uh yes we will uh, you haven't said anything about kl rahul so should kl rahul yeah, also he'll score runs predict. he'll be fine He's got so we, here. He's got 250, 300 runs. KL Rahul will score tons of runs for uh, Lucknow, whatever Giants, whatever that team. So we. That's uh, all. Two two people on this pod said Australia will win one test. I actually went one step ahead and said Australia will win two tests, which will be a huge achievement in itself if if Australia happened to square the series because no team after England has won two tests in a series in India, and uh, you know before that you have to go back to 2004. for australia who won two tests and so it's not easy winning two tests in india i mean winning one test is an achievement winning two is much more than that so yeah i but i think 2-2 will be good uh, and uh, will be also make for an exciting series thank you so much for joining we will bring you uh, you know we'll join you after each we'll be meeting after each test and uh, i'm been forcing these guys to Uh, do something little more in dharmshala but first let's see if they are going to meet dalai lama or if they are going to actually watch the test or what happens in that test but yeah uh, we will uh, review the series it promises to be very exciting 
and uh, yeah continue to uh, review rate our podcast it really helps for people to find us 81allout.com is our website there are all our uh, previous 149 podcasts are there there are also articles there are uh, other things that you might want to check out please uh, buy our books if you haven't uh, already uh, recommended to people gifted to people these are uh, great gifts to give to uh, cricket lovers and also lovers of reading war minus the shooting by mike markesy cricket beyond the bazaar by mike coward and uh, you can also support us on coffee ko-fi.com/81allout one time uh, donation is great or you can sign up for a monthly recurring payment so thank you and uh, we'll join you for the next podcast sometime in the next week or so india have won the series they're going to get back for two india at home lords goes wild